Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. We have Dr. Ted Brewer with us, a uh, uh, familiar guest. A lot of you have been with us long term, and Ted and I and the show have covered many, many important topics, and we're, we're going to kind of break the mold today a little bit. We're not going to quite be as geopolitical unless it relates to pre-Adamic angels, and uh, I'm going to ask Ted his opinion on some of the Genesis 6 stuff. And I think it's going to be really interesting. I remember, we're two Christians here, and people have different views and different interpretations of the Bible. No need to go crazy. I've never seen people go get so set off by just minor differences. The fundamental foundation is this. You believe in Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. You get baptized. You do your best. You ask for forgiveness and keep doing better. You're going to end up in the good place, and we all are. So, you know, like I said, let's... Hopefully this won't strike a chord with people's dissent. But if you want to share something <laughs> with us, by the way, I, fine, dissent's good. We tolerate dissent here. We're not the Biden administration. So feel free to drop me an email. Tell me your views on this because I learned from you guys as well. Okay, uh, real quickly here, we got two sponsors for this show. One of them is Ted's company, uh, Health Masters. And uh, he has a protocol named after me. <laughs> I love it. I'm famous. I'm on the Health Masters website, uh, the Hodges Joint Protocol. I was facing knee surgery. This is a true story, folks. I actually was facing knee surgery with a partially partially torn meniscus i was a week away and ted said can you give me a couple of weeks let's try some alternative approaches and pretty soon i'm walking without a limp i don't have any pain i sat down did a knee extension on a weight machine i go i'm not having surgery if i can do this and so i canceled it he's also helped my friend doug hagman who's on our show tomorrow uh doug hagman interestingly um had some blood sugar issues and Ted helped him with that, and uh, Health Masters is absolutely fantastic. I couldn't recommend them more highly. You can go to healthmasters.com, and if you use the coupon code uh, DH5, or excuse me, 5DH, that's 5DH, you'll get 5% off your order. You can see the catalog online, and I'll tell you, it's got something for everybody, and the natural approach is the best approach. In fact, when you hear my mantra, and I say, here's what you need to start being independent of the system, Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and of course tools. So natural medicine is big with me. Okay, so make sure you go to healthmasters.com, coupon code 5DH. Okay, one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, I can't stress this strongly enough. Uh, CBDC is coming. It's the precursor to the mark of the beast. It might even be.
can be the mark of the beast. And if you keep your money in the bank, the Dodd-Frank law of 2010 says they can keep it. That means your retirement. That means everything. So what you need to do is extricate yourself from the bank except for operating capital because you do not want to get caught in a 1929 scenario. So I highly recommend that you let me send you an information packet. Go to Dave Hodges Gold. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Now, I have to give this disclaimer, courtesy of the FTC. It's too bad they didn't make FTX do this, but I'm happy to do this. Any investment carries an inherent risk, and past performance is not indicative of future performance. I'll just say this on top of that. I've been advertising for Noble Gold for six years. Excuse me, for five years, and I've been uh, I've been advertising for six, and I've been a customer for five. Ladies and gentlemen, I wouldn't go anywhere else with my assets. They'll diversify you and they're the best that there is. So please, please, please take care of this. Don't get caught with your stuff in the bank at the wrong time. Ted, my friend, it's always good to have you. Um, I I trust you're well. You are the pillar of health. There's no question. Um, Ted and I share a a broadcast network today or in these days and uh, it's Global Star Radio Network. Uh, You can get his archives at gsradio.net and look at the uh, Ted Noss and Brewer show. Uh, it's a great show. So, Ted, what's what's going on here? You're starting to look at um, angels. Well, Dave, this entire week on the Ted Nelson Brewer Show, we've been doing Angel Wars Part One, Part Two, Part Three, Part Four, and tomorrow will be Part Five. And each show we take about a twenty to twenty-five minute segment, and we talk about the pre-Adamic race. We talk about the flood that happened for the first for the first time the Earth was planted, flooded, and why it was flooded the first time, and why the Spirit of the Lord was hovering above the waters of the deep, and why the planet had a pre-existing civilization on it that had been destroyed. And we went into detail about that. We can talk about that a little bit. I don't have all my notes with me. Plus, there's no way I could do it in an hour show with you right now. Because I've been dealing with it for the entire week. You know, with the, you know, with with with, uh, with what we're doing with the Ted Nelson Brower show. If you want to hear the entire series, all you have to do is go to that 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 same network. You know, the Global Star Network, and you can hear it. And I think it usually starts around 10 to 15 minutes into the broadcast. And so you can just fast forward the first 10 minutes. If you don't want to hear the news and and do that. And we're going to talk. And we're going to, and let me say something to you real quick. You know, there was a war in the cosmos. You know, we really didn't know about that until the book of Revelation came out when John, John was on the Isle of Patmos. And, you know, there were different references to it as far as heaven, you know, the, you know Satan being cast down, et cetera, in the Old Testament. But we really never understood the full events that happened with the angel wars. The angels were supposedly innumerable in the sky. I don't know how many are still up there and running around as far as in the universe. They've been created along with sub other species for them to rule over and all the different planets according to what I can ascertain from the Bible. And again, a lot of this stuff is stuff that I've, I've, I've looked at over the years. A lot of it's going to be conjecture. A lot of it's going to be my theories on this stuff. But they were all over the universe. And then when, 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 uh, basically Lucifer or Satan or the devil or whatever you want to call him, you know, he was a cherub. He was one of the top angels. Uh, he, you know, went back and forth to the throne room. And apparently his, his kingdom, according to Isaiah, was the earth. And he basically was going to and fro doing what he was doing. And then deceit and, you know, and greed and pride was found in him. And he tried to overthrow God Almighty, the great I am. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the triune Godhead. And he basically put together, and I'm going to say this, it's going to sound weird to you guys. Okay. We know that the angels have to get around somehow. I was talking to Chuck Missler years and years ago before he passed away. Good man, brilliant man. I was, in, I was having lunch with him one day, and he told me that – I asked him, and I said, what about these spaceships that you see flying out, these UFOs? He goes, oh, 
that's fallen angel technology and probably has fallen angels or some other subspecies inside of there. And I said, whoa, 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 Chuck. I said, you're telling me that an angel has to have a spaceship to fly around? He said, well, Ted, why do you think you could tell them how they're supposed to fly around? And I thought, well, I never thought about that. And so reality is, is that this universe was created a long time ago. God had these different, you know, species all over the world, all over the universe. Nobody was created in his image, not one. We were the only ones who created in God's image. We have a soul. Now, whether or not some of these other entities have souls or not, I don't know. I can't say that, but I can say definitely we were created in God's image. And the angels don't have souls. And the angels had freedom of will also in the beginning. And they were basically running and ruling these different planets with God and for God, as far as what I could tell by the Bible in Ezekiel and also in Revelation. And then there was a giant war in the heavenlies, which could have spanned the entire known universe. There's no telling how many years or decades or centuries it took. Because with God, remember, it says that one day with God is a thousand years for us. So if it was, if it was a 10 day war, it had been 10,000 years it could have gone on. And there were mad, there was massive damage done to the cosmos. You've got the asteroid field, you know, in our solar system, some planet was destroyed by who knows what type of price scalar weapon they used. You know, we've got pot marks all over the moon. Uh, we've got, you know, giant craters all over Mars and all over the universe. We have all these different planets and planet toys that have been damaged or destroyed with asteroids, asteroid fields. Did all of that happen during the Angel Wars? I don't know. Could it have happened during the Angel Wars? Absolutely, yes. And then the last stronghold would have been the Earth because that was Satan's lair where he hung out anyhow. And in the end, there were so many people here that had entrenched themselves with underground military systems and tunnels, etc., that God flooded the entire planet. And the angels then, were everybody alive on the planet that wasn't an angel was killed. And then God basically took the angels and imprisoned them, and they all got cast down to Earth again with Lucifer. That's what the Bible says. And he was burned up, basically turned to ash. A beautiful body was making burned, and God passed judgment on him. And then somehow Lucifer appealed the sentence to God, and a lot of stuff still run around here on this earthly plane, and wasn't tossed into the lake of fire immediately. And I talk about what could have happened and what could have caused that appeal and why God did what he did. Because we know something happened because he was still allowed to go back and forth to, the, to God and talk about Job. We know that. We've read the book of Job. And so that's the only thing that makes Job any kind of sense is that God gave him an appeal and gave him a chance, I guess, to try to prove whatever he could do to make him prove who he was. Because remember, Satan was the head guy in heaven under the Godhead, as far as what I can ascertain. He's one of the leading cherubs. He led the worship and praise of the Most High. And he basically uh, was like the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, I guess I could say. He was way, way, way up as high as it got, you know, to God himself. And so we are doing this entire broadcast this week on angel wars, and then we talk about how the war happened and why the earth was flooded the first time, and how God's, then it says in the beginning in Genesis 1-1, that the earth was formless and without void, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters of the deep. That's after the earth had been flooded the first time, then it was flooded again with Genesis chapter 6, when Satan broke the rules of engagement that were given to him as far as what he could and couldn't do when he started tampering with the human genome. Now, Step one step back from that with the COVID shot. They're tampering with the human genome again with the mRNA shots. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. Now, does that mean it's going to be from a genome tampering or does that mean it's going to be from the evil? Or does that mean they're trying to basically put you know chips in all of us to control our minds so they can create Lucifer as being omnipresent on the planet because he's not omnipresent. I think so he can control I think everybody all at once. Ted, I think it's all of the above. I think it is too, Dave. And see, and, and this is what we've been talking about all week in depth with Scripture on the Ted and Austin Brower Show. If you want to listen to it, you go to healthmasters.com and log directly on to the uh, show archives. Start with Monday, and I'm going to start in the very beginning. I'm going to give you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture 
documenting most of what I'm telling you. Again, some of it's conjecture on my part. I'm not trying to make this some type of canonized, you know, gospel. I'm not going to do that. It's nonsense because we don't know. There's too many holes in the story. But we do know one thing: when Satan was exposed to Lucifer, I mean, when Lucifer was exposed to Eve in the Garden of Eden, uh, she had no idea what she was up against. She had no idea who the snake in the tree was. And this is where the religion of the Kabbalah comes from, where they believe that their God is a snake. In a tree of the universe, his name's Einsoff, and he's basically the co-creator of the universe, and they want people to believe that he is God, and our God is not God. And that's, and that's why they're trying to make everything as evil as they can all of the time. It all went back to the angel wars, because they're trying to resurrect their serpent god from the pit. And this is the group of people that run the planet. And they're controlled by the ancient Canaanite religions, because they were cut off from God, and God, they no longer had the energy source coming from God. And they're basically energy vampires on this planet. And they have to sacrifice human beings to absorb the energy from the sacrifices, the sacrifices that are being done. Hence why we have the abortions and the million people a year who disappear in the United States, the children, and all of the above, and all the child trafficking. And these children, by the way, if you remember, are never found again, the vast majority of them. Well, what happens to them? Well, why don't you ask Jeffrey Epstein out there on you know, the little island out there, little St. James, whatever they called it, that his temple that he had out there, and, his, and he had, did he have an altar stone in there? Was he sacrificing people? Were there underground tunnels under there that we've heard about? I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is this. There's some really, really sick people that run the planet, and they're in charge of the money supply. They control and operate and run BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and all of these people, all of them, are basically as evil as they possibly can at the highest levels until you get all the way to the wizards and the warlocks and the witches at the highest level who answer directly to Lucifer in their own hierarchy. And we are basically Christians, saved by the blood of the Lamb, in a blood covenant with the Most High God, and he's given us the ability to stand against this group of people, this group of entities, with the armor of God in the book of Ephesians. And that's why they're doing everything they possibly can to come against us, because they know that Christians were the only chance this planet had that Jesus came to redeem us. He gave us an escape venue, an escape vector to get out of here. When we die, we have to go to be with him, and they know that they want to get that that option off the table now because they want you and everybody else who's listening who's not saved if you, any of you guys are listening because i know dave's saved i'm saved they want you not to go to heaven they want you down in hell with them i guess they can continue to do the energy vampire nonsense on you the rest of eternity i don't know all i know this is that this is a weird weird world we live in it's not what we think it is and then they have and a lot of people think that the out the fallen angels the 200 of the watchers could actually be imprisoned from the book of Enoch, you know, in in an underground ice cavern in Antarctica. And I know that that's, that I believe it was Alan Shepard went down there a few years ago. And then, we, of course, we had several other top people, including the head of the Orthodox Church. And also, I think it was John Kerry went down there. They would watch penguins mating. That's complete and total crap. They're going down there. They're meeting with something down there. And that's why we're not allowed to go to Antarctica that giant ice wall around Antarctica, and that's why these frigates patrol Antarctica all of the time on an ongoing basis. And if you try to get near there, they will tell you, and they will fire across your bow, and they will arrest you and take you away. If you fly a plane over Antarctica, they will shoot you down for your own protection. It's complete nonsense. They won't let us go down there, and every country in the world has signed off on don't go to Antarctica. Except if, unless you have an expeditionary force, the only person we know that really went down there was Admiral Byrd. Admiral the crazy Byrd, stories yep. he came back. The stories he came back with were crazy with the hollow earth and all the rest of that stuff. So all of this stuff, there's something else going on. This planet is not what you think it is. And today I talked about the firmament and the sky and the ice canopy vapor over over the firmament of the sky and you know and how God created light. I mean, 
I really went into detail on all of it today, and you guys are going to really like it if you listen to today's show for Thursday. But if you really want to get the full flavor of it, start back on Monday, and I try to keep it in chronological order as to what happened, and I try to give you the sequences of events as far as who these entities are, what they do, and why God wants them cast into the lake of fire. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time it's a very interesting series it took me it's, i've worked on it for months dave and i end up with over a hundred pages of notes and i've gone through probably 30 to 40 pages so far in the first five episodes first four episodes and i'll be going through the rest of it now for the next couple of weeks so if you guys want to actually hear stuff that you probably haven't heard before you know, from a scriptural standpoint, and who we are as Christians, and what God has done for us, and who Jesus is. Because remember, Jesus was the guy, the, the Godhead, who created the heavens and the earth. And it was through him all things are held together. And it tells us that in the book of Hebrews. And we need to understand who he is. So once we get this and we understand it, we understand the power that comes with his name, and who he is, and why these entities have to obey him. And that's why when you call on his name, they have to listen, because they don't want him showing up. Because he's the one who comes in on the white horse, whose name is Justice and True. He's the one who treads the fear for the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. That's Jesus. 
And we need to understand that, that he's the head guy as far as the creation of this planet. And through him, all things are held together. It's what it says in the book of Hebrews. You guys can read the first couple chapters, and you can verify what I just said. So always remember the power that raised Jesus from the dead. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you repent of your sins. And like Dave said, you get baptized. You have that same power living within you. Always remember the power and the authority that we have as Christians, and that's why they don't want us to understand what Christianity is. That's why they, there's been an atavistic hatred of Jesus as they crucified him 22,000 years ago. And I covered the scriptures this week that said, had the God of this age known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. And that's one of the things they're trying to do with CERN, in my opinion, is they're trying to set some kind of time loop up to go back in time and not crucify Christ. But that'll never happen because God won't allow it to happen because he's the only entity in the universe that's omnipresent. So it's just interesting to me when I watch this and I start doing the research on this and I start seeing this and I start understanding more and more and more about the Bible and the pre-Adamic race, which I've really always been intrigued about, but I never really understood it. But the earth was flooded the first time to clear the remnants of the angels, not the angels themselves, but the other entities that were down here with the angels fighting against the God's creation, you know, the heavenly angels, and the earth was completely and totally flooded. And that's when Genesis 1-1 comes in, because God rebuilt it, or Jesus did. And so we always remember that. It's very, very important as Christians that we understand the full chronological events and sequences of how we got here. And this is basically prison planet Earth for the angels. That's what yeah, it is. I we happen to be here with them. That's we're, here, we're here with them. Because because of the blood, <laughs> the blood of the Lamb sanctifies us and empowers us. They have no authority over us, and though Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those whom he may devour, he may not touch us because we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb and in the, the power of our testimony. Always remember that, my friends. What do you, what, I know you were asked a question, Dave. Sorry. Real, yeah, I'm going to run by a hypothesis with you. Genesis 6. And let me just start off at the end, and then I'll come back to the beginning. And then I want your reaction to this. And I've asked this to a lot of my guests now. Um when the fallen angel, well, let me back up. There are world leaders I look at today. Uh, the former prime minister of New Zealand, Lucinda, and then you've got Justin Trudeau, um, the head of the EU, Christine Lagarde. When you look at these people and watch them talk, these people lack affect. Their affect doesn't match their uh, content of what they're saying. And and by the way, I used to teach body language. Uh, so this is something I know pretty well. They all have a faraway gaze. And if I'm in the presence of one of these uh, beings, I, I I get a really uneasy feeling about them. It's like my early warning system for my soul kicks in and says, stay away. Because I've encountered some people in my real life. This is not a common occurrence. But I have seen these world leaders. Now, let's back up to Genesis 6. This is my operating hypothesis. Genesis 6 saw, saw the, uh, the fallen angels cast to earth, and then the flood came. And I, I get mixed reviews, but a lot of people tell me they believe the DNA of the fallen angels survived. And what I'm wondering is when we look at the incessant evil that runs this planet with depraved indifference for mass casualties, uh, killing babies, drug addiction, everything that they bring to the earth, and they're so evil, I'm wondering if that's not the DNA from the fallen angels that serve Satan, and they're trying to destroy humanity and kill off God's creation. What do you think, Ted? Uh, great hypothesis. Uh, I agree. I agree with a lot of it. Now, let, let me let me let me let me step it back a notch. And this is something I covered in Angel Wars this week. 
when the fallen angels, they were not given a plan for redemption. When they were basically cast, they, when they when they were cast, you know, and sentenced to the lake of fire at the end times, they weren't given a way out. They didn't have a they didn't have an escape clause. They didn't have Jesus coming to save them. They didn't have that. Uh, they were going to go directly to the lake of fire and basically cook for all eternity. That's probably what Lucifer appealed to sentence was. You know, how could you do this to a to a to a one of your creations? Okay, I don't know. I don't know what he said to God, but you know, and then God said about to prove his righteousness throughout the Book of Romans and everything else. And there was a reason God was doing all that. It's some kind of appeal which allowed Job and all the rest of that stuff that we read about to happen. And it also allows the evil to go on on this planet that happens based upon the leash that Lucifer's been put on. And we have to realize that he is the God of this age. And the angels have never been allowed to step in directly and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It would be too powerful. I mean, we'd, everybody would fall in their face and start you know, crying and weeping and accept Christ. They've never been allowed to do that because freedom of will is what we were given as human beings. Now, now here's what happened in Genesis 6. There's multiple facets that happened okay, from what the research that I've just done. The fallen angels knew there was no escape clause. They knew they were all going to the lake of fire. They knew that there was no way that God was going to allow them to be redeemed back to heaven, to the third heaven, and allow them to come back to him. So what they did, they contaminated mankind, and they mixed the fallen angel DNA with humans. Now, that was multiple. there's multiple reasons for that. It created this Nephilim hybrid that was unbelievably evil, and it was easy to control for Lucifer. But it, what it also did, it put God kind of into a quandary. Think through this with me. God at that point had developed human beings in his image. They were no longer in his image. They had been completely and totally changed by their DNA, and they had the fallen angel DNA in them. There were giants running around. There were all kinds of crazy things running around. And God looked down at the planet, and he knew that that's not what he developed. And he knew that was going to happen before he did it anyhow. He knew, he knew what Lucifer was going to do. Now, Lucifer breached it. Now, what I think Lucifer was doing, I think he wanted to try to force God to create a plan of redemption and salvation for the hybrid angels, humans, to try to come back to God to say, hey, God, you know, look, you can't just kill all of us. You can't do that. You're going to have to give us a plan of redemption and not send us all into the lake of fire because there aren't any humans left down here. We're all basically, you know, contaminated now with this fallen angel DNA. God ignored that. He pulled the lever on the planet and flushed it. I mean, he killed it all, except for Noah and his family, because Noah and his family still had clean seed. You know, Chuck Missile does a great job talking about that. And so Noah, on the other hand, then he comes in, and he, he's been preaching this fiery preacher for a 100 years, telling everybody repentance. Nobody's listening to him. He's got the fallen angels running around with him, doing all kinds of crazy stuff down there. They're not allowed to touch him. He builds this giant boat that never had rain on the planet before. It floods. You know, and his family's on this boat, you know, and basically floats around for a month or so and then gets off the boat and then basically starts the human race over again. And Noah lived another 300 years and Noah plants a vineyard and stays around laying around being drunk all the time. Now, I don't, that's because he missed the old pre, the old, the old Genesis six groups of people that were running around with him or if he was just depressed that all this happened or he just gave up as a preacher. He did an absolutely crappy job with his family as far as keeping them repentant and he lived for 300 years and he did a lousy job. Then, of course, we have the Tower of Babel show up, and then all these people are still speaking, I guess, the angel language, I guess. I don't know. And then what ends up happening, this angel, this they're building this giant, massive structure, you know, and a lot of people believe they're going to try to build it up into a stargate up into the heavenlies. And they're going to be able to go back into the third heaven. Don't know. 
a lot of speculation on that one too. But God knew that he had to do something because he knew the angels had been so powerful again because they came back after the flood. Remember that. It's very important that, that we understand they came back after the flood. It says that they were before and after the flood that he took the humans and split them around and put them all over the world and broke their languages up. And so then the angels did step to the fallen angels did and started doing much over there's I think 6,200 known religions on the planet. And that was to basically just dilute the religion that God was trying to create, you know, through the Jewish race, through Moses and through the rest of it, and to worship God alone. They had to dilute that. And now we have all the worship of Asherah and Baal and Moloch, and we are still in a paganism society to this day with all of the abortion. And yes, I believe that fallen angel DNA is still being used to basically inbred and to inbreed, especially into the royal families, particularly in Europe and certain bloodline families, to make them more easily possessable by these entities. So yes, the answer is yes, Dave, but it was a more complicated than that. So they are being used because their DNA is allowing other entities to work through them and in them. When I was with Henry Kissinger, I know him. I met him back in the 90s. I met Larry King. I met Benjamin Netanyahu. Right? I met these people, and I met a few other people. And I'm not going to mention their names because I don't want to say anything about them. But the reality is when I was with Henry Kissinger and when I was with Benjamin Netanyahu, I felt an overwhelming sense of evil. Something wasn't right with these guys, especially Kissinger. Yes, I that we know what he too. did back in the 70s and you know, with, the, with the killing of all the people he killed. Kissinger's a mass murderer is what he is. And now he's almost like 100 years old and he's still running around. Well, where in the world, how are they keeping him alive? Is it through, you know, some type of blood transfusions? Is it through all the stuff they do with these young children? I have no idea. But it probably is, honestly. But they're cre- the, the reality is these people are creeps. And when you get around them, you want to jump, you want to, you, you want to jump in the shower and go scrub down with lye soap. Now I will say another thing to you. This is important. I can't verify this. I was not here for this one. I've got a friend of mine who's a medical doctor, and he's a chiropractor. And he met one of the top Hollywood stars one time. And it was, he was an action hero from the 80s and the 90s. He was from another country. I'm not going to mention any names. He's in great shape, the guy was. And he said, and my friend's a hardcore Christian. And he said when he shook the guy's hand, his entire eyes went black. I mean, he said the eyes, he, the iris went black. All of it went black. His entire eye went black. And he said it freaked him out. He couldn't believe what he just saw. And it was for an instant. The eyes went black, and they came back. Now, does that mean you know that there's some type of reptilian? Remember, Satan showed up as a snake. You know, all these reptilian <coughs> carvings are in the hieroglyphics we see in Egypt. Does that mean that this is this a reptilian, alien, subhuman, fallen angel race that we have running around? I don't know. It's been it's been depicted like that in a whole lot of Hollywood movies. But the reality is that whether you want to call them aliens, angels, or reptilian aliens, or something else that's not from here. You know, call on whatever you want to make yourself understand this. But they're the ones, and these spaceships that we see flying around that are not ships that we developed, these spaceships that we're seeing, like in Roswell, when they have these humanoid forms inside of them, this is part of the ancient alien angel war war that's still confined on this planet. And this is who they are. And this is the group that runs it, and that's where these things are coming from. They're not allowed outside of Earth's atmosphere anymore. That's why when you say... They say, we're going to go up in space, and we're going to do all the stuff, and we're going to leave the atmosphere. Good luck going through the firmament, that's all I can say. Or we can also call it the Van Allen radiation belt, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't make any difference. Or the layer of water that's above the earth, whatever you want to call it. Something ain't right. And the thing, the thing that really just frosts me all the time is that people say, well, the space is a vacuum. Okay. All right, that's great. Well, then how can vacuum 
be in the same presence as oxygen and with an atmosphere unless there's something separating it. You get vacuum and air can't be in the same space. It becomes a vacuum. It sucks it up. So all these things are weird. But then we're told basically the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour all the time. And yet when I fly my airplane, because I'm a pilot and I'm at 10, 12, 15,000 feet, I'm flying my plane. I'm not encountering thousand mile headwinds. Okay. I don't really understand any of that either, but they don't really talk about that in our pilot training. And then the other thing I don't understand is this. When I have to adjust for the curvature of the earth, <clears throat> I don't have to adjust for the curvature of the earth, which is kind of strange. I set my trim tabs and my, my plane maintains level flight. And it's not flying off the globe. And, of course, the Earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, being dragged at a million miles an hour behind the sun, which is a giant meteorite. But then why doesn't the perception of the equinox change? So all of these things, I ask these questions all the time. And I, and I, and I realize that Lake Okeechobee is 28 miles across. You can't see across it when you're sitting by it. And suddenly, when you're flying over it, you're supposed to have 500 feet of elevation loss because of the curvature when you fly over it. So you should drop from 10,000 feet to 9,500 feet if you're flying level over it. And it doesn't do that. And why in the world doesn't the water flow out of Lake Okeechobee with 500 feet lower on one side? All of these questions are something that I don't understand, Dave. And the, cra- the crazy part about this is, is that when you ask the scientists about this, they tell you, well, that's why we have to use constants in our, in our equations. And I'm like, constants? Well, yeah, because we can't make the math work, so we have to put a constant in there. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, so those are the questions that I have for the audience today. You know, and, and I, and I know a lot of you guys have different theories about all of this stuff. All I can say is this. I don't know what the Earth looks like. It could be a giant pear for all I care. It doesn't make any difference. We're on it. You know, the math they've given us explaining it isn't right. And Sir Isaac Newton, the one who came up with a heliocentric version of the whole you know world and everything else and how the world, how, how it all works, he was a hardcore Kabbalist wizard, and he said he got his information out of the Zohar, and he was a Satanist. And that's why they had to hide all of his writings because he was such a stinking weirdo with all the weird occult stuff that he was involved in. Just thought I'd mention that to everybody, too. And where in the world did he show up with calculus all of a sudden when he's like 22, 23 years of age? Who gave him all that information? So all of these things are weird to me, and I know. Oh, by the way, everybody needs to stay isolated for two weeks so we can flatten the curve with coronavirus. Oh, you need to take the vaccine so you don't catch coronavirus. Oh, you won't have a problem with coronavirus. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Virus, if you take the vaccine, oh, we never said you had to take the vaccine. Oh, we never said you had to flatten the curve. It's all a stinking lie all the time, and I'm so sick of it, Dave. I know. All I they do is lie about everything. The media lies, Biden lies, Trump lies. I'm saying all of them lie all the time. Operation Warp Speed, I've saved millions and millions of lives through Operation Warp Speed with an executive order. You, we got to take the vaccine. Still saying that. What the heck's wrong with these people, and why are these doctors continuing to inject this filth into people, and why in the world is it okay? But, of course, these are the same doctors that will 
be a pediatrician and they'll inject a child over and over and over in their practice. They get their hundreds of thousands of dollars in Blue Cross Blue Shield and maintain a certain amount of people in their practice that are fully vaccinated. They get their hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in bonuses and they watch these children's lights go out, lights go out, lights go out, lights go out as they come down with autism and say, well, it's, it's for the greater good. It's herd immunity. And sometimes we have problems with this, but we realize it's for the greater good. It's all bull crap is what it is. I've written multiple books and articles on, on vaccines with all the mercury and all the, all the, all the junk and all the adjuvants and all the, all the aluminum in them. This is some dangerous stuff. And we're injecting it small little babies and wondering why they're having neurological events and why 32, one out of 32 children now basically have autism and why like one out of two have some type of learning disorder or some type of memory problems or some type of behavioral issues. And Stephanie Sneff from MIT says by 2030 that half the kids in the doggone country are going to have autism because of this crap because we're injecting all this stuff into these kids. Do they need more open, willing vessels for these entities to inhabit? I have no idea. That's a but good question. You, That's a good, but, but, good but, question. But, 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 you're, but, but you're right, Dave. And now they're trying to open CERN up to let more of these entities into our dimension. There you go. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, my friends. It's against principalities in high places. You know, I mean, is there something in the atmosphere? Is there a large penal colony down there floating underneath Antarctica inside of the atmosphere of the Earth? Or is it under the ice? Are we not allowed to see it? What's going on? Why is Satan the god of the air? Why is why are there, do we have giant floating everything else down? What's going on down there that we can't go down there under the penalty of death? I mean, I'm telling you, bud, there's something else going on, Dave, down there. There's something else going on with this planet. This planet, as far as I'm concerned, and, and why why will the why is it if we're getting dragged, you know, at a million miles an hour through the cosmos that the procession of the equinox never changes? Just thought I'd mention that. As we watch the entire stars rotate around us, it seems so weird to me. And so that's what I always say to people is this. Ask the questions and check your own answers and find out what you want to do and what you want to believe. I, that's what I say to people. I mean, so I tell people on the show today, I said, look, I'm going to talk about the trial of Lucifer. I'm going to give you as much information as I can from the Bible. The rest of it is going to be speculation of what I think what may have happened. So always remember that. But remember, God said in Romans that he had to basically you know, pr- prove his righteousness again. Well, who questioned that to start with? And why in the world was that allowed? Because there's nobody can question God's righteousness unless there's some kind of trial system that was done with Lucifer. And because God's a God of order, because the entire universe sets up like a Swiss watch, that's why things don't run in each other. You know, why in the world do we have to deal with all this stuff now? And why is the God of the Kabbalah and the Luciferians, why is it the one that pushes the hermaphroditic agenda? Because they believe that their God named Einsof is a stake in a tree, and he's the real God, and he's an hermaphrodite. He's both male and female, and they believe the closest expression a human being can have to their God is to be an hermaphrodite or a transgender. That's what's running the whole planet right now, in case you guys want to know. It's the ancient Canaanite religions of these fallen angels that are still worshiping their God, Lucifer, who they basically crowned as their God when he rebelled against heaven. Remember, a third of these, the angels are innumerable. They couldn't be counted. There were so many of them, according to the book, the Bible. And yet a third of these innumerable angels are still innumerable went with him. He, he convinced them to do so. And so now they're in prison on our prison planet Earth. And so what the heck is going on here and why won't they tell us the truth? And the stuff I've told you guys today, you're never going to hear on mainstream anything. Because I'm giving you guys some really strong information about what happened with the pre-Adamic race and why was the earth flooded when Genesis 1-1 showed up and why did God's spirit hover over the waters of the deep and why was the earth foremost and without void and without light? Were all the stars in our star system also destroyed from this giant war they had? There's no telling what happened with that stuff, guys. Were there scalar weapons being used? You know, up, up, you know, uploading scalar potential? 
Were they, were they, were they, were they, were they what type of particle beings? What in the world destroyed the planet and our universe and our, our solar system? It's our asteroid field. Why is Mar- why Mars, why does Mars have all kinds of pop marks over it with the visible structures on there still? There was an, there was civilization there. Why was the moon all pop marked like it is? All of these questions are being asked with basically the general population and that they don't want us to know any of the answers. They just want to play games with us. Pay attention to Kim Kardashian's butt. Doesn't she have nice buttocks? You know, pay attention to, uh, you know, all the stuff that's going on with, you know, Hollywood and the Kabbalist Luciferian weirdos that run Hollywood, the scum sucking lowlife that run that doggone mess out there and all the filthy movies they put out. Oh yeah, make sure you see all that. And make sure when Top Gun Maverick comes out, it's one of the greatest movies I've ever watched. I saw it multiple times in the theater. Probably one of the greatest movies ever made. It doesn't even get the nod for Academy Award for the Best Picture. That doesn't, get, doesn't even get that. They put some weirdo movie in there again. That's because the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan bunch that runs Hollywood hate Jesus Christ. They hate clean movies. They hate alpha males. They hate good story plots. They hate all of that. They want perversion, perversion, and perversion, and more perversion, and more weirdness. Now, the Navy's hired some, some harpy, which is like a winged serpent demon female you know to basically recruit people in who are transgenders into the navy our arms our armed forces are being destroyed by this transgender nonsense and the sad part about it is is that biden is just pushing it because remember he's a protege of obama obama's gay and his wife's a tranny joan rivers called that out years ago and she was dead shortly thereafter and so they could give us obama in the White House, and by the way, Trump was never supposed to win the White House, in my opinion. It was supposed to be Hillary. They didn't have the algorithm set up to cheat hard enough to make sure they fixed that when he ran against Biden. And the sad part about it all is, is we know that the election was phony. We know that. Everybody knows that. But nobody can do anything about it. You know, if you try to say something about it, you get sued. And then somebody gets paid $800 million, you know, to Dominion voting machines. And then all of a sudden you realize that these are line item entries to the groups of people that run the planet that are worth quadrillions of dollars. They don't care about $800 million. They don't care about that. These are line item entries. They're quadrillionaires. They're worth thousands of trillions. This is a chump change for these guys. But what it does, it puts a big quash down on alt media that's out here telling the truth because nobody wants to get, quote, unquote, sued. Nobody wants to be involved with all that stuff. And it goes on and on and on and on, Dave. The lies never end with the chemtrails to the fluoride to the chlorine in the water supply to the chemotherapy to the radiation to the butchery of medicine to the destruction of our children to the destruction of the human genome with mRNA shots to the use of Prozac and Zoloft and all these tricyclic antidepressants that are destroying people's minds and basically, you know, the, the crazy stuff like lithium that cooks the brain. All of this stuff is being done as a giant experiment here on prison planet Earth to try to figure out how they can manipulate and corrupt the human genome to separate us from God as much as they possibly can. Because, number one, they're unbelievably jealous, unbelievably jealous that God created us in his image because they're not. They're unbelievably jealous that we have a soul. And they're unbelievably mad because they don't have a soul, and they're not creating God's image, and they're getting cooked on the lake of fire. They're pissed. They're really mad. And that's why they're doing that. That's why Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those whom he may devour because he may not devour us because we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, Dave, and they have no authority and no power over us whatsoever. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Um, You know, i got a friend, and I've told this story before on the show, but it bears repeating here. And I think this is what's happening to humanity, and this is where the jabs come in and all the weird stuff going on in medicine. Uh, Vance Davis was an NSA uh, member, and he also was in NATO. 
And in his indoctrination, they said, and pretty close to verbatim, he said that they told him the good guys and bad guys fought out in the cosmos. The bad guys lost. They were cast here. They sought to remove the soul from humans, but they couldn't. They were striking back at God's uh, prize creation. And he said, so they decided to change the human being. This was in the 1980s. He told me this himself in 1992. Well in advance of the term transhumanism, but that's the agenda. When I look at the uh, the vaccine and it changes the mRNA, I go right back to Vance's word. I think this is exactly what we're dealing with. They're trying to make us not human so Jesus has nothing to come back and save. Uh, you know, here's the problem they have. I'm going to say this. I don't think you should take an mRNA shot. I don't. I didn't take one. I won't do it. Okay, I mean, I've, I've seen too many side effects, too much myocarditis, too many pus disease, too many, you know, I mean, unbelievable amount of people that are sick. A huge percentage of the workforce is now permanently, physically, long-term illness because of this shot, period. Millions, millions upon millions in the United States. But here's the problem they have. It's the blood of the lamb that changes our DNA back to that of the father. And I don't believe if you're saved and you were forced to take that shot and basically you didn't want to do it, but you had to whatever reason – I believe that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, that your DNA is going to be miraculously restored back to that of God. That's what I believe. Because remember, here's what happens. Let's just make it. Let's make it a science experiment. Let's just do that. Let's say God's a 24 volt system. God's a 24 volt. Let's say we're 12 volts. You know, we're incompatible with 24 volts. My airplane was a 24 volt battery. If I try to start it up with a 12 volt battery, it's not going to do anything. It won't even turn it over. If I try to put a 24 volt battery in my car, it's going to burn up something. Okay? They're incompatible. When we fell from grace and we fell and we fell into sin in the Garden of Eden, our voltage changed. We became a sinful creature and we were no longer compatible with God, period. That's what happened. That's the simplest way to look at it from a physics equation. We were no longer able to enter into God's energy field because we no longer were the right voltage. Because sin had come into our life and had contaminated us. Because a holy God cannot be in the presence of sin, period. And then what happened, Jesus came for us. He was a transformer for us. He became the, uh, the, 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 we plugged into Jesus and the covenant that he gave us. And because we plugged into Jesus, he is the 24 volt transformer along with God. And our DNA, our transformation occurs back to that of the Father and we become 24 volts again. And now we can enter boldly into the throne room and ask God for whatever we want to put a petition before God because when he sees us, he doesn't see us, he sees Jesus because we are being transformed by the blood of the Lamb. And I personally believe that there is nothing that Satan can do if you're a born-again Christian and you're a believer that you can come in and have your DNA changed. Now, I'll say it this way. If you're not a born-again believer and you haven't had, you know, the blood of the lamb sanctifying you, and you don't want to accept Jesus Christ, and you took the COVID shot, you're screwed beyond belief. I'll say that to you. It's going to be bad. I'm sorry to be that blunt with you, but it is. You need to accept Christ because that's the only hope humanity has because that's the only hope that we were given. He gave us an escape vector to get off this planet once and for all when we die. We just go directly to God, to the throne room, be with God, and be with Jesus for all of eternity. That's where Sharon, my wife, is right now. And see, that's the hope that we have in Christ, because death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? Because a sinless God cannot be in the presence of a fallen individual. But we're no longer fallen. We become the righteousness of God through Christ when we accept Jesus for who he said he is. And this is never being preached anymore in these new, new churches. They don't, do, they don't preach this. 
And and I, I make it real simple like that by just saying, hey, look, it's a transformer. Jesus is the transformer. He changes your voltage back to the Father. Now it makes sense. It's like all of us. I'm a really good swimmer. I still am a great swimmer. I mean, I could swim. When I was a kid, I could swim across a lake. I'm a certified scuba diver. I've dove the Great Barrier Reef. I've dove, I've dove reefs all over the world. And if I left Hawaii, if I left, if I left San Francisco, and I had another hundred swimmers with me, all the Olympic swimmers, everybody else, the top swimmers of all time, Dave, and we all decided we're going to jump in the icy waters of San Francisco Bay and we're going to swim to Hawaii. None of us are going to make it. There's not one person in that doggone group without aid without being eaten by a shark, without boats feeding them, without hypothermia and all the rest. Nobody's going to swim from San Francisco without food or without water to Hawaii. It can't happen. That's the same thing that Jesus did for us. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you live. You're not going to get transformed back to the voltage of the Father, to the sinless life that you need to have in order to be in his presence without Jesus. It's impossible. Nobody can swim to Hawaii. Nobody gets to heaven without Jesus, period. He created the universe. It's through him all things are held together. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. And through him, all things are possible, including salvation for all eternity. Without him, none of it's possible, period. Because you cannot be in the presence of God in a sinful state and in a twelve in a twelve volt battery. You can't. You gotta be you gotta be you gotta go back to the twenty four volt system. And without Christ it won't happen. And that's why these people, these entities, hate Jesus. That's why the God of this age is said had would never have crucified Christ if he had known what was going on. And he has put a blinder over the eyes and the hearts of the unbeliever. And in some places, I believe the Christians do. And so these churches are preaching the truth so they could not believe or know the truth and see the truth. So I see this over and over and over again in Christian churches. And I talked to a friend of mine today. And she said, I don't think a lot of the people that believe they're saved are saved. And I said, I know they're not because they don't have the evidence of the change in their lives. You know, when I, I became radically saved when I was 23 years old, I mean, I really got saved, saved. And I mean, I mean, I was completely different. I was a completely different person back in the 1979 when I took, when I turned my life over to Christ. And I remember I had a girl who was a, her name was Cindy and she was a, you know a, a teacher's assistant in the psychology program. And I remember she was married. I remember all this. And she was beautiful and she always thought I was good looking. I guess that she was always flirting with me. I remember one time I got I, I, after I got saved, I walked up to, I walked up to Cindy, how are you doing? And she looked at me and she goes, Ted, say it ain't so. I said, say, say, what ain't so? She goes, tell me you haven't become a Jesus freak. <laughs> I looked at her. I said, Cindy, it's so. I've accepted Christ. He's my personal Lord and Savior. She she just shook her head. I said, I can't believe you've done that. I said, I can't believe you haven't done that. I said, it's the only answer any of us have. And that's what we have to understand, Dave. Without Jesus in our hearts, without accepting for who he is and what he is, without the sanctification of the blood covenant we have from him, we simply cannot be a 24-volt system, and none of us are swimming to Hawaii. We're not getting out of this mess alive. It's all going to be a mess for us if we go to hell And with these entities. Remember, they want you there. That's the thing that you got to understand. Not only are they going to be there, they want you there. And I don't want to be there. I don't want to have anything to do with these things. And so always remember that. So you can live your life, be blessed by the Most High God, live it in abundance, and have a wonderful, wonderful life, and then die and leave this planet because you don't really die anyhow. You just change addresses. You can pass on to the next life and go to be with God for all of eternity as a Christian. Or you can fight and scream and cuss and yell and hate everybody as a heathen and then die and go to hell for all eternity. That's not much of a choice. It doesn't make any sense. Why would somebody not do that? The problem they have, and I brought this lady because you know I'm, I'm dating now, and I brought this one lady. She wanted to date me, and she just wanted to go to – and I told her, I said, I'm not going to date you unless you accept Jesus. 
she was raised in, born in Bulgaria in an Eastern Bloc country and raised as an atheist. And so I, she said, well, I'll go to church with you. I said, so Sunday for Easter Sunday, I took her to two churches, two churches. And then we basically came home and we were, we were driving back to the house. And I, and she said, she, she said, well, I'm not going to accept Christ. I don't, I don't believe in this. And I said, okay. I said, I won't date you. She said, what do you mean you won't date me? I, she said, this girl's beautiful. And so I said, won't date you. I'm done. I said, what does light have in common with darkness? And I brought her home, fed her lunch, put her in a car, sent her back to her house. That was it. And, and she's still friends and I still talk to her about Christ and I still send her stuff, but I won't date her. See, that's the type of resolve that we have to have as New Testament believers. If somebody's not willing to do what they're supposed to do for Jesus, if somebody's not willing to do what they're supposed to do for, for God, for the Almighty, and be led by the Holy Spirit, we've got to realize that we don't need to be unequally yoked with them. And if they're, if they're praying you know, prayers and cursing people all the time, and they claim to be a Christian, and they're praying, pray, praying imprecatory prayers, you've got to ask yourself a question. The Bible says we're supposed to love one another. How in the world can we be cursing people? You know, there were four Old Testament precepts. Since we're doing Bible today, we might as well finish this out. There were four Old Testament precepts. God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the dietary laws, and the sanitary laws. When Jesus came, he did not change the dietary laws. He did not change the sanitary laws, period. You know, pork is still bad. Whether you want to eat it now or 2,000 years ago, one of the top causes of cancer globally, period. Pork's bad. He forever changed the sanity. He forever changed the dietary. I'm sorry. He forever changed God's relationship to man and man's relationship to man. God's relationship man to man now went through the cross and went through Jesus as thus being sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. That was forever changed. And man's relationship to man, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, was gone. We we're supposed to love one another. The first century church took over the Roman Empire after the first and second and third century. And they didn't do it because they fought the Romans with swords. They fought them with love, and they prayed for them. And they didn't curse them, and they didn't scream. They prayed that God would show them the truth. And that's the thing that we need to understand. Imprecatory prayers are not of God. That is Old Testament stuff. We are not under the Old Testament. Man's relationship to man has been changed forever. The Bible now says if your person, if they slap you upside the head, they have your other cheek. If they take your tunic, give them your cloak. All of this stuff, we're supposed to walk in love and be as kind as we can. Does that mean we can't defend ourselves? Absolutely not. We can defend ourselves. That's the fact. You know, and so we need to understand that we have to look at it from a historical perspective and realize that Christians cannot go out and just attack people and kill people and be mean to people and, and promote, you know, genocide. You know, Madeleine Albright, you know, that, that unbelievable genocidist that she was, you know, killing a half a million children, you know, in Iraq and, you know, in Kuwait and everything else, saying, oh, it was worth it, it was worth it. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. What's wrong with you? Who drops you on your head? Why do you think that's okay? These people are perverted, and I personally believe they're basically possessed by these demonic entities because they've been in so many spirit-cooking rituals. Remember all that stuff with Podesta, with Bramovich, and the spirit-cooking, and Hillary Clinton, and all that that we learned about in 2015? Does anybody want to not I want to forget that we had that happen? Mm -hmm. And that you came and Dave, and I came, and Hagman came, and we started slamming the entire world, telling the entire world what – Hillary Clinton was involved with, with sacrificing chickens to Moloch and all the other crap they were doing. This is some sick. These people are sick, and they have no. They, they're, 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 their sympathy and, 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 and their remorse has been bred out of them. They're psychopaths. They're sociopaths. They're people that are basically being controlled because they have fallen angel DNA in them, and they have been changed to allow them to be possessed more easily. And they don't care about human beings. They don't care about. That's why they. That's why they lie about everything. It's one constant lie after another constant lie. Oh, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. And they, and they gaslight everybody. 
oh, did, did they really say that? They're saying they didn't say that. And, and human beings, because we've been dumbed down so much with the stinking fluoride, you know, they don't want to believe it all at all because it makes you servile and infertile. Remember that movie, Doctor Strange Love, and how, or how I learned yeah, to love the mom or whatever it was. Exactly. Remember, remember that movie was Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best ones he ever did. And what he did, he had a, he had Doctor Strange Love in there, who was a German rocket Nazi scientist, whatever, and he's talking about you know doomsday weapons. And finally, they have the colonel or the, or the general come in and say the reason I'm doing this and starting World War III is because they're putting fluoride in our water supply. That's the premise of that whole movie. And everybody just saw it as a satire and as a joke. And this guy was willing to destroy the entire planet to stop the use of fluoride in the human species because it makes people servile and infertile. And they knew they were doing that in the concentration camps because the Jews and the other Christians and all the other people that were locked up in those concentration camps, they wouldn't take the pills. They spit them out. But if they put fluoride in the water supply, they became servile and infertile and basically... They didn't care. That's what they wanted. So it's 45 when we went into Dachau. We found all the doggone research that was done in, in, in Dachau and how you make masses of people servile and infertile. In 1946, they started dumping fluoride into our water supply. Yeah, just why don't you guys do the math on that and go do the research on that yourself? And this is what they did. That's what. That's why Stanley Kubrick came out with that movie because he was a Hollywood insider. He'd always tell you something. You know, he did Clockwork Orange talking about mind control. He did 2001 Space Odyssey talking about different things about the universe. He did Eyes Wide Shut, which had the final 15 minutes that he wanted it cut out because he was going to talk about the full human sacrificial networks in the world and what they do with the elite. That's what Stanley Kubrick did. He was trying to tell everybody what was going on and who they were, including, they say, many people say, did the fake videos of the, alien, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the of the moon landing. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, <laughs> everything we were told about Almost everything they've told us is a lie, and that's why it's time for people to wake up. Listen to the Ted and Austin Brower Show. Listen to my five broadcasts that we're going to do this week on Angel Wars and learn for yourself what happened before the flood the first time. Wow. You know, you have confirmed so many things I believe to be true, and this is truly Satan's planet. There's no question. And you said something you said something earlier that was really interesting. I thought this too. There was an obsession with the royal families of Europe for centuries to keep their bloodline pure. And I think you identified the reason why. Because it's, it's easier to possess. It's a, well, yeah, and it's a satanic bloodline. And, uh, and, and I agree with you about the CERN situation, too. Uh, CERN is located where the Great Abyss is. Did you know that? I did not know that, Dave. Yeah, I've been told that by a number of religious scholars. They believe the Great Abyss is there, so that made perfect sense that they would put it there. They started to build the Hedron Collider in Texas, if you remember. Then for some unknown reason, they shifted it. And the reason I was told they shifted it is because they realized it would they would have better luck summoning evil spirits if they were near the Great Abyss. In fact, they're right on top of it. And uh, this is this is absolutely incredible. You know, and, and here's another thing too. This is geopolitical. You know, I can't do a broadcast without you without putting one geopolitical thing. The cartel, who's controlled by China, has dramatically shifted their nature. They have gone full satanic. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the cartels are full satanic now. I believe that. I mean, why would that? I mean, that M13 stuff. I mean, they, that one guy dismembered that guy here in Tampa a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, and this is all this is all ritualistic, you know, cannibalism and human sacrifice. All this is. It's the same thing they did to Dresden. You know, Winston Churchill was a druid. You guys can look it up. He was a druid. He's a Satanist. Winston Churchill. 
and the firebombing of Dresden, and some people say anywhere from 200 to 500,000 people, women and children and old men were killed that night in Dresden you know, at the end of the war in February of 1945, and Germany was already on its knees. It was already completely crushed. It was one of the most beautiful Baroque cities in the world, and they came in you know, like at 1 o'clock in the morning and dropped concussion bombs, blew the roofs off. They came back an hour later and dropped incendiary bombs. And they, were, had, they had no Luftwaffe left. There was, no, there was nobody fighting. There was no flak. There was nothing. They just came in and destroyed the city, and then when the people ran out to the Elbow River there in, in Dresden to basically get away from the heat because they were being incinerated they came with p-51 mustangs and spitfires and strafed them with 50 caliber machine gun fire and killed hundreds of thousands more on the ocean little boys and little girls for no reason whatsoever just killing children and women and that was a blood sacrifice from winston churchill against germany to satisfy the bloodlust of lucifer and these fallen angels and demons that feed off the energy when these people die that's what that was Winston Churchill was a druid. Exactly. Look it up. Ted, we he was friends with he was friends with Aleister Crowley. They were friends with you know Parsons. I mean, all is yeah. all a bunch of Ted. Ted, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt here because we are flat out of time again. Very quickly, tell people how to listen to your show. Uh, you can go to healthmasters.com. And there's a link right there for the broadcast. You can go right there, or you can look up Global Star, you know, the GS Radio Network, and you, or, or just put Ted Dawson Brower Show. It'll pop up with that too. But if you go to healthmasters.com, that's the easiest way. And uh, I appreciate you guys, and I pray for you guys every day. Thank you so much for listening today. And I guarantee you, you guys got your head spinning today from this broadcast because you guys haven't heard any of this stuff. I haven't eased you into it like I have my listeners. So guys, listen to the shows. Then if you don't like what I say, come up with your own plausible explanation of what you think happened, and we'll go from there. Yeah, Let me know exactly. what you think. Hey, Ted, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Good job. I appreciate you, my brother. Take care, my friend. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.